Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture. Welcome back to Synergetic Culture. My name is Adam Bieber. I am so grateful that you are listening today, and I hope that this helps you and benefits you and provides you with practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. That's what we want to do. Today's episode is episode five, and I'm calling it a mini episode. Every once in a while, we're going to take a break from interviewing guests, and I'm going to jump on here and do a mini episode. It's going to be just a bite size, and I'm going to give you some things that I think help build a synergetic culture and some thoughts and ideas that I have. Today, I want to talk a little bit about self-leadership. Last week on episode four, Christian Capozzi and I started this conversation on how we can take uh, control of some of the things within our sphere of influence to make ourselves a better person, a better team member, a better teammate, elevate the people around us just by leading ourselves better. And so today I want to talk about that, but I want to start by pulling back a little bit because if I were to pause and say, what is consuming your mind? What are the things when I say your responsibility and things that you can affect change in? What comes to mind immediately? If you're like me, I have a million thoughts rush into my mind. And sometimes it can be overwhelming and even cause anxiety or for me to feel stuck. I don't know if you connect with that. But if you do, I want to introduce an idea a thought process that might help you to hone in on ways that you can better lead yourself with, with what I want to talk about today. So, so when it comes to figuring out things that you can own, especially when it's easy to get overwhelmed, and I'll give you some examples. Like when I hear uh, ways that I can improve, I think of a million things. I think of like the people around me, the people on my team, uh, what I can be doing. Um, sometimes I think about things that don't even relate to me directly, but I feel like if that improved, if my boss just did this, or if that person over there did this differently, then maybe our team would f operate in a better way. And, and it's, it's very easy to, uh, get consumed by everything at once. And so I oftentimes will walk myself through this process, especially when I feel overwhelmed. Now I'm going to take a quick second to be extremely vulnerable with, our listeners here. I have struggled in the past, uh, my entire life. So 30 years, I have struggled with anxiety in different forms as a child. And it grew, um, as, as I got older into high school, there were, there were, uh, moments and seasons of difficulty. My early twenties were loaded with anxiety, panic attacks, uh, help that I got through, um, therapy and, and, and doctors to be able to cope and find healthy ways of, of dealing with anxiety. 
I share that because I don't think I'm the only one that's ever uh, uh, dealt with that at that level. I've talked to so many people that have uh, been touched by uh, anxiety in different ways. And, and I want to share that in just a place of vulnerability to let you know where I'm coming from when I say this. One of the things that really helped me early on as I would sort through times of just overwhelming anxiety is I would walk myself through this thought process. And the first thing that I would, I would ask myself is, is what I'm consumed by and worried about and thinking about, is this within my sphere of influence or within my responsibility to take care of, to address, to fix? I'm a fixer by nature. And so I would ask myself that. Most of the time, the answer was no to both. It's not within my sphere of influence and it's not my responsibility. And so I would have to remind myself, hey, that's, I got to remove that. I can't, I can't fixate myself on this because there's nothing that I can do about it. Now, sometimes there are things that are within your sphere of influence, but it's not necessarily your responsibility to address. So then I would go, okay, if I can influence this, how can I be a, an encouragement, somebody that comes alongside the person who is responsible for it? And then the final thing is something that's within my sphere of influence and that I, uh, it is also my responsibility. So not only can I impact it just with my, my support, but I also can actually do something about it. And that's when I was able to hone in on everything that was causing anxiety for me or, and really if, if you don't connect with the word anxiety, but just overwhelming responsibility and thoughts and objectives, I was able to hone in on this is within my spheres of influence at least and or it's my responsibility to affect change here. And so for me, when we talk about building a synergetic culture, I want to bring this into, into this idea because I feel like uh, we're able to, to adapt this thought process into figuring out ways that we can better ourselves. Self-leadership is the foundation to uh, leading other people. And if you can lead yourself well, you can lead others well. Um, so how, when, we, when we get clarity, when we figure out exactly what is within our sphere of influence to affect change in, to, uh, to not just affect change, but be the change, um, then we take a hard look in what I like to call, and I'm borrowing this from David Goggins. If you've never heard of David Goggins, you can look him up. Just an FYI, if anybody has a connection, it would be awesome to be able to interview David Goggins here on Synergetic Culture. But he talks about in his book, Can't Hurt Me, uh, the accountability mirror. And that's something that he would go to every day and look at himself and he would hold himself accountable to the things that were within his sphere of influence and that were his responsibility to change. And um, and he would focus on those things and he would... He would uh, uh, work really, really hard and diligently to accomplish goals that aligned with, with that thought process. So he was able to easily strip out all the other mind-consuming things that weren't within his sphere of influence, that weren't his responsibility, and just focus on the ones that were. And because of that, he was able to transform his life and, and enter the Navy and become a Navy SEAL, and it helped shape the way that his mind uh, took on challenges and 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 to find solutions. A good case study that I have for this thought process is uh, a, an athlete named Derek Rose. So if, if you don't know a lot about Derek Rose, he's an NBA basketball player 
And when he came into the league and joined the Chicago Bulls, he was supposed to be like the next biggest thing, the next big athlete, uh, like the Michael Jordan of the new era of the Chicago Bulls. And he's a fantastic athlete, a phenomenal basketball player. Um, so much potential. But when he got into the league, he faced injuries and difficulties with um, his uh, the team that he was on and so many different things happen. Like there's, there's a lot you can, you can look at his story. It's very inspirational because even in adversity, uh, like being traded to a different team and overcoming injury after injury after injury and not quite meeting up to the standards and the hype that everybody built around him, he still found a way to keep his mind in the game to lead himself well so that every time he had the opportunity to step on the court, he made a difference. And I happened to be watching a game a few years ago, and the announcer asked him after the game, Derek, tell us about this, this performance. You still seem like you've got it. I mean, he's getting up there in age now for the league, and, and he said something so quickly, and I, I had to jot it down, and I wanted to share it with our listeners today as I wrap up this mini-episode. But he said, it's the five P's. And that's proper preparation prevents poor performance. I'll say it again. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. He adapted that model and realized that in order for him to make a difference on the basketball court in his team, a part of the organization that he was, and he's been in multiple teams, was he had to own what was in his sphere of influence and what was his responsibility to own. And so his motto was proper preparation prevents poor performance. If I focus on these five P's, I'm going to be successful. And success breeds success. That's what Christian talked about last week. So as I land the plane here, my question for you listening today is first, what is within your sphere of influence to, to affect change in? And what is your responsibility to change as you look at yourself and you examine what, what you need to improve upon. And then finally, what does proper preparation look like for you? What would it look like for you to own those things, take a look in the accountability mirror, and then execute proper preparation? I think that if more people had this mindset, it would be an attitude that is infectious, that other people would emulate, would follow, would want to latch on to and, and improve themselves because what it does is it doesn't just serve yourself better, but it also serves the people that are closest to you. And when you, when you help serve people that are close to you, they want to do the same thing. That attitude is infectious. The way that it in elevates the team is infectious. And now as you're sitting here thinking, you might be wondering, okay, well, how does this apply to me? I just encourage you to think about your scenario because it really doesn't matter where you're at listening to this today. Everybody can take a moment to assess their situation, assess the culture that you're a part of, whether it be within your family, within your work team, within your volunteer group, within your, your career. It really doesn't matter. What's in within your sphere of influence to affect change and what is your responsibility to change? And then how can you prepare so that you prevent poor performance? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. 
That's it today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Synergetic Culture. Come back next week for episode six. We've got an awesome special guest. I can't wait for you guys to meet. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Synergetic Culture, we invite you to go to SynergeticCulture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they too can build a synergetic culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company.